morning and happy new year. Welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I'm your host and I am really fired up. This is going to be an amazing year and we are kicking the year off on Breakthrough Walls with a good friend of mine, somebody I've known for at least a couple of years on social media and she is an absolute rock star, literally. Like you'll you'll understand what why I'm saying that here in a second. But I'd like to welcome my friend Lauren Bateman to the show. Lauren, welcome to the show. Hey, Ken, how's it going? Uh, it's going pretty well. It's going pretty well. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. about 2019. Yeah, 2019. Lots of good things going on. Good, good. And it's so, only the second. <laughs> I know, right? If you would move just a little to your right, there you go, right there, right there. You're Perfect. A little bit I off, can do that. Off, yeah. So, okay. um, so Lauren, I've been, um, you know, we've been friends, I guess, at a distance, you know, on on social media. Um, I've watched you, I've followed you, I've seen seen what you're up to, and you are doing some really amazing things. I remember talking to you, I don't know, a year and a half ago or so. Yes. And yep. um, things definitely were not where they are at this moment for you. No. They were, I think they were moving up, but they weren't moving in the, at the pace, I think, that they are now. Yeah, we, I was I was just kind of starting the the online in the YouTube thing and you gave me a, a few pointers and that has that has grown quite a bit since since our conversation. Has so it? thank you for that. that. Oh yeah. That's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, that yeah. YouTube SEO stuff works, doesn't it? It does. It's yeah. amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, I think I've got at least a quarter of a million views now. Oh, wow. On like the the videos and tons of watch time because obviously they're instructional guitar lesson stuff. So yeah. Uh, yeah, so now I'm like a whole YouTube, you know, uh, AdWords provider for YouTube. So I qualified for that. So yeah, it's growing you. and I get, you know, obviously new subscribers and stuff every day. So that's awesome. I need some subscribers on my YouTube channel. I only have 90. <laughs> Yeah, you need a few more than that. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I've never, you know, what's crazy is, although I know YouTube SEO obviously very well, um, I've never, I've never pushed my YouTube channel. I don't know why. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, YouTube is more for the creatives and stuff like me, the, you know, doing the lessons or, you know, the how to's and all that stuff. So, right, right. So, so let's, let's back up this, uh, you know, this show is about, um, helping people have a breakthrough. Good morning, Tammy. How are you? Um, and, and, you know, I think that, well, I know that you've had your ups and downs in life and, and, you know, you've overcome them and succeeded anyway. Um, and I know you have not just one music studio, but uh, multiple, yes. right? Yes. How, how many? Yes, multiple. Um, we're working on the third one right now. That's incredible. That's yeah. so awesome. So you are, um, you're the definition of, of, of a successful entrepreneur. And, and so I want to talk about um, you know, first, let's start with where you were born and raised. Yeah, so I'm from Boston. I was born just just north of the city. Um, I grew up in Medford my entire life. And yeah, you know, I, my mom and dad were divorced growing up. So um, there's that whole fun issue, you know, raised as like the the wonderful Catholic girl in the Catholic school, you know, being the, the token divorce kids back then. You know, oh, that's what wow. you were back then. It was like me and I think one other kid who had like divorced parents in the entire class. Uh, so we got made fun of a lot for that. But yeah, so I, I grew up in Massachusetts. I've been here my entire life. I live a little bit more on the North Shore now, but that's where I opened my my first music school actually was was in my hometown. Um, by the way, Ray Bryant, I love Ray. He's on here and he says hi to hey, both Ray. of us. He says, Lauren is amazing. I agree with him. I agree with Thanks, him. Thanks, Ray. Ray's a great guy. <laughs> Fireman Ray, you guys need to go follow him. So so um so you grew up on you said the North Shore? 
It, yeah, it's north of the city. Okay, I, I I've not been there, so. <laughs> yeah, I always say Boston because people have a general idea of Boston was, and I was about like five miles north of the city. You have no Boston accent except for you did did just say idea. <laughs> yes. So. The funny thing about going to school in Boston, so I actually went to college at Boston University, and I got made fun of all the time for my lovely Boston accent. Now, I'm from, so both of my parents are Italian, so I have like, I have the full-blown like Sopranos accent. So if if I start, if my dad came through the door right now, I'd start talking like this. Hey, dad, how's it going? What are we doing? It's just, that was literally how I talk. But obviously, you know, I went to school and also I'm, I'm a voice coach. So uh, I became much more aware of my voice. And I think that that changed that. My sister's a speech therapist and she's like, you lost your Boston accent. But yeah, I still put the R's at the end where I'm not supposed to. I love it. That's but, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you, you pack the car. <laughs> no, like, oh, I, I, I can't pack even... the car and have it yet all day. <laughs> That's so funny. So, so, um, so you grew up in, and, and again, I've been to, my wife's cousin lives in Foxborough or somewhere okay. around there. So yep. we, we came out there. Um, we actually drove out there years ago, um, and we were in Foxborough, and that's about the extent of my Boston experience. I, I did see the stadium, like it's there, right? We drove there, past yeah. the stadium. Um, we went to a restaurant that's like 200 years old or something crazy. It was phenomenal. Oh. It was a phenomenal place. That's cool. I forget the name of it, but... Um, so there's lots of history in, in Boston for sure. Oh, absolutely. So, so you, um, you grew up there, you were from a divorce and you went to a Catholic school. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, 13 years of Catholic school. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, my, my wife, my wife is, is actually in the other room on the phone with a client, but, um, she's, she's very Catholic herself. Um, so, so I, 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 okay. So let's talk about, um, like you weren't always an entrepreneur, were you? No, no. I used to work for a pharmaceutical company. Okay. Actually. Yeah. So, so I went to school, I did the whole college, get the degree thing. You know, I didn't even, it's, it's funny because my grandfather actually was an entrepreneur and had his own raincoat factory, but I never really knew what an entrepreneur was or that, that, that was even like a career path, (laughs) not, not something you're taught growing up. I mean, I knew my grandfather had a factory and I used to run around all the fabric and everything and all the press machines and stuff. So I remember being there, but it never clicking with me that that was like a, a profession. Right. Um, so I went to school. I got a degree. My degree was in biology and archaeology. I worked construction for a little bit while, a little while, and then I got a job working for a pharmaceutical company for a number of years. Um, and while I enjoyed the people I worked with, I enjoyed the work. I just, you know, it wasn't my calling. I wasn't feeling alive being there. Yeah. And 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 I had always done music. Music was always something that I fell back to, something that I always loved. So I was just like, man, how do I do something more with music? Mm. So that was kind of like the bug that started. I went on this cruise. So it was like a Norwegian cruise line. It was like a folk festival on a cruise. So there were a bunch of performers and stuff. I brought my guitar. I did some performing in the lounges there and I came back. And I was like, I need to do more of that. That's it, like, were you paid for these performances or this was just, no, I was just doing a, it for free. Yeah. You, I was just you were, doing it. you were just on the cruise as a, as a, a guest. Uh, 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 I'm, right. Uh, yeah. So okay. they have performances, you know, that you, you paid for the cruise and they had people yeah. on there, you know, like Lyle Lovett and, you know, yeah. people like that singer songwriter types. And so you would go to those shows, but they also had lounges throughout the ship. So usually when when they have normal cruise ships, like they hire bands to play in those lounges. But so I would set up in a lounge that no one was using and I'd start playing guitar and like people are coming up to me, like asking for my autograph. I'm like, I'm not even like, I'm not even anyone. (laughs) I'm just here playing my guitar. But because it was, you know, a place where people appreciated music, people would stop and listen to you. Right. Um, 
So it was super cool. So I came back and I was just like, how do I do more of that? How do I do more of this and less of what I'm doing now? Now in the pharmaceutical company, you were in sales? No. Oh. No, I was, um, I actually worked in the lab. Oh, wow. Yep, I worked, I worked in a cancer research department. Wow. Yeah. So you wore the white coat and all that? Yeah. So, so yeah. So no sales background. Wow. No nothing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So you're wow. talking about someone, I mean, and this is what I tell people when, you know, when I coach entrepreneurs too, cause I coach yeah. other musicians yeah. and stuff as well. I say, you know, I don't, I don't have a degree in music. I have no sales background. I have no business background. I don't have a business education. So it's like, if I can do it, you can do it. Yes. Amen. Especially if you have the music degree. <laughs> Amen. I agree with that. Um, so, so you, you, what, what got you into music? Cause I know you, you teach and play guitar and all that. Are, are there any other musical instruments that you got into percussion? Yeah, so I actually started on piano when piano. I was younger. Oh. Yeah. I started on piano and hated it. Absolutely hated it. Did you? Um, I love the piano. I did. And I ended up quitting, you know, when I was like 12 and I didn't do anything with music for a while. And then um, my sister bought me a guitar when I was, was 16. Um, it's kind of like a birthday present. And it was funny because my mom at the time, because of course I like wasted the piano lessons. My mom was like, don't, don't buy her the guitar. She's not going to use it. She's not going to do anything with it. Um, so of course my parent, you know, no one paid for lessons because I wasted the piano lessons. So I had to teach myself how to play the guitar. And I think I was, I'm a very just creative person anyway. Yeah. So I was able to be a lot more creative on the guitar, which I think inspired me more. So, uh, so the guitar really stuck and that really, picked up. Wow. Um, and I did that for many years and I took lessons later in life. Um, and I also do singing. I started singing when I was 23 and I did drums for a couple years when I was like 24. Wow. So most of my musical experience is actually when I was an adult. That is awesome. Yeah. So, so you, you, um, but the, so this wasn't like I've played guitar since I was like seven. So 43 years. That, that's crazy. But I so but I used to just like I and I'm self-taught. I can't read one single note of music. Not one. Those little bar things like ugh, ugh. I, I'm pretty good at reading rhythm, but I stink at actually reading music. Well, my wife it. can read music, <laughs> but I, I, I cannot like I can't. Ugh. And, and, and for somebody to say, well, here, just, you know, follow this tab, which I can read tab, but like, I, I don't like to, I'd rather just listen to it and, and figure it out. That's I play by ear. Yep. So, um, but I know I'm nowhere near the level that you are because I've never really tried to hone the skill. It's just something I've always done and I can play probably two or 300 chords, but there's probably yep. two or 3000 um, I mean songs I meant not chords. There's probably two or three thousand songs that are on um that are all on the um uh G C and D. Exactly. <laughs> I mean yeah. if you know G C and D you got it. You can play just You're about golden. Every day. <laughs> you're <laughs> right? golden. Throw in an F chord here and there <laughs> and an A minor and you're good. So 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 you um so your journey started at 16 playing guitar um, and and you I thought it was going to be like, I, well, I, you know, somebody gave me one of those toy guitars at one and the rest was history. <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, that's it. I'm not I mean, I picked it up as like a, a teenager, but, you know, I wasn't like the kid who started at six or seven and it just like stuck with them. That's why I tell people like I hated piano. I quit piano. I didn't like it. It was just not the right instrument for me. You know, let me ask you, because sometimes when I get into a, um, you know, I, I, we develop websites and marketing plans and stuff like that. And so, like, one of the things that will happen to me once in a while is I'll be in the middle of developing a, a, a graphic or a video or something, and I'll just go blank. Like, creative block right so one of the things that i always do is i turn around and i grab my guitar and i'll i'll just chill for five minutes and i'll just and it takes me to another place and i don't know if you can relate to that it, does yes. that happen to you absolutely 
Absolutely. And I think that's what, like I said, I was, I, I was allowed to be more creative on the guitar. And I think that's what drew me to the guitar was the fact that I could go to that other place. Yeah. Like you go to this other place and, and I, you know, what well, uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer one time I, uh, in one of his books I read said the magic in music is the silence in between the notes. And, yes. And I love that. I yeah. Love you know, that. I, I tell guitar players, you know, and, and my guitar teacher even taught me when, when you're learning to play solos and stuff, sometimes less is more. Yes. And some of the best players out there play the least number of notes. And it's like, yeah, I never thought of that. Yeah. Freebird. <laughs> yeah, Freebird. <laughs> Don't get me started, Ken. <laughs> hey, that's one of my favorite all-time guitar solos, lead, lead guitar solos. But but I'm, I'm, I'm way older than you, so. Um, yeah. <laughs> but... But, you know, I think that, and again, it's like some of the most famous bands in the world, like, um, and Mindy Rosen's on here. Happy New Year to you as well, Mindy. Um, so, so the Eagles, like how many great. songs do they have literally that are in G, C, and D? I mean, there's a ton. There's a and <laughs> Hotel California isn't even that difficult. Right. So so people think that now me personally, there is no way I could teach music, uh, uh, guitar rather. Uh, no way. I've tried it. And I ha I just don't like when people you're trying to teach them how the action and how to. Uh, no, don't. I get angry. Like, how can you be holding your hand like that? No. Like, I, I know I've, I've had parents, you know, when you teach, obviously, because you teach kids, you teach adults and the parents are like, you are the most patient person uh, in the world. And I'm just like, well, I don't know. I guess I have a lot of a lot of patience and that's what makes me a, a good teacher. But awesome. but yeah, I didn't think I I could teach either. I mean, I, I like I said before, I had no experience teaching. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs get into that block where they're like, well, I can't do this because I don't have this skill set or I've never done this before. Right. And they're scared to take that little bit of a leap. So what I did uh, when I was contemplating whether or not I was even going to start teaching music, because I at the time I started teaching guitar, I wasn't even that good of a guitar player at the time because I was mostly self-taught. I had just started taking lessons with a guitar teacher to learn some more robust skills as a guitar teacher myself. Yeah. So I went next door and my fiance was there and I was like, Hey, can I, can I show you something real quick? And it was like a little tabbed out piece of music ode to joy. I said, I just want to show you, you know, can you just humor me for a minute? Let me see if I can show you how to play this. So I gave her the guitar, showed her how to hold it, and she tried playing two notes, and I ripped the guitar out of her hand. I said, thank you very much, and I went and built a website because I was like, I forgot how hard it was for someone to be a beginner. Yeah. Because I had been playing so long, and I, was just, I just saw her struggling so much to get one note, and I was like, holy crap, I can do this. Like, this wow. is totally easy now wow. so so even though i had no experience doing that i didn't even have a curriculum i had to like create my curriculum as i was going and figure out what's the best way to teach people what order to teach things wow, um so is... don't be afraid to take those leaps when that's you're scared it. that's 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 it that i totally agree with that because like so many people i i've had i've heard i don't know uh, hundreds of people probably in my life that that have seen me play or listen to me sing or whatever and, and went, man, I wish I could do that. And, and I'm, and it makes it uh, to me, like my father's the oldest of seven boys and they're all musicians. They're all mainly guitar. Okay. Right. And many of them have been in bands and whatever. I've never been in a band, but, um, but like, I just think what, well, why, why do you wish just do like how, yeah. I don't understand that. Right. And that's what this show's about really is, is, you know, stop wishing and start going and doing and, and, you know, like, for example, you have a YouTube channel, right? Yeah, and, I do. And, and on YouTube, you literally give free guitar lessons. Yep. Basic and, to and I teach you lots of songs with the chords G, D, C, and E minor. <laughs> 
E minor. Got to throw yep, some, exactly. some E minor. Neil Young in there. So yep. <laughs> everything Neil Young did was in E minor. <laughs> Good old Neil. I know. But so, so, so you have, um, so you, you, you left, let, let's back up. So you were in pharmaceutical yeah. working. And by the way, biology is the reason I didn't graduate high school, just for the record. Um, I failed it in 10th grade and they expected me to have that to graduate. And I'm like, what am I going to use that for? I hate biology. There's a reason I failed it. Okay. I'm never using that. So I, I aced calculus, trigonometry, analytic geometry, everything else. Let's move on past the biology thing, y'all. And they, they weren't having it. But anyway, so, um, you, you left the, you left the the pharmaceutical company right at some point yeah yeah so um it was funny because i was very good friends and still am friends with um one of my managers there and i think they all knew that i was kind of going the music route because i was recording an album and i was performing a lot um so you know i was at I forget. I was out in one time. My boss was like, you know, when you go off to be a rock star, can you just give me like three months notice <laughs> that you're going to be leaving? Um, because the, awesome. the, the job I did at the pharmaceutical company was, was fairly specialized. I, I worked on a specific piece of software um, that we use to do like statistical analysis and all that fun stuff. So um, I walked into her office one day and I sat down and I said, I just wanted to let you know, I'm, I'm giving you my three months notice. And, uh, and I did cause I said, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure I do that. Wow. <laughs> uh, and I did, I walked in, I gave them my three months notice. You know, I worked my heart out until the very end there. But at that point, um, what I had started doing was starting in March of 2010, I started getting students. I started advertising as a teacher. So I was, I was building my business while I was still working. Mm -hmm. So I could build up some ca cash flow because, you know, I was making good money at the pharmaceutical company. I had health insurance benefits, all that stuff. So yeah. I had to make sure that I had some income to compensate for the fact that I was going to lose a lot of income in the beginning. And basically all that money that I made from teaching, I just stashed it aside, put it in a savings account so that I would have it yeah. for the time being. So I think I, August 1st was my first day that I wasn't working. So I must have given notice July, June. So I gave notice in May wow. that I was uh, that August 1st was I was going to be dumb. That was it. Couple, and that was it. Couple months, yeah. couple months before Christmas makes all the sense in the world. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I, I, again, like to me, it does, right? Like I, I can remember um, going through a divorce, and 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 things were absolutely upside down in my life at that time, and and I was working at this company and was their top rep. But my mm -hmm. attitude was bad. I called the sales manager out for smoking weed in a company vehicle, and 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 you know I paid the price for that because they fired me. And and yeah. I can remember thinking, <laughs> oh my god, I lost my job. And 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 I'm like, and then like I don't know when it happened, but quickly there was a shift, and it was like, wait a minute, I I I don't need a job. I can start my own deal. And I did. Right. And I went out that day and knocked on doors and made a sale. So like yeah. it's 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 a and that's what the entrepreneurial mindset's all about. Like just do yeah. it. Yeah, I mean people you know, they'll ask me and even though some of these tactics are old school now, you know, people be like, What did what did you do to build your business in the beginning? Because I, I I remember I looked at my I actually was shredding taxes. I found my tax return from two thousand ten. So I made ten thousand dollars my first year in business yeah. <laughs> and um people are like what do you do and i and i used to get up on sundays five o'clock in the morning because most people sleep in on sundays right yeah so in the neighborhood i lived in a lot of people parked their cars on the street so i would make flyers and i would walk around for three hours and i would flyer people's cars and that is awesome that's <laughs> what know, I, did. I did the same <laughs> stuff i get that 
So it's like, people are like, you got up at five o'clock in the morning on a Sunday? And I'm like, yeah. And you just walked around. You know, I must have walked like, I don't know how many miles I walked in a day, but that was it. I was like, Hey, this is, this is the most bang for my buck that I can do. Cause I didn't have, you know, now I have advertising budgets and I know how much I'm going to put into this type of marketing and that back then it was like, what can I do for free that will get me people? Yep. And that's it. It's almost like going on people's doors and knocking. Yeah. I love hey, it. I opened a business up the street. Do you like guitar? You want to take some lessons? I love it. I love that. And and yeah. so that's 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 grassroots marketing. Right. That's where it's at. Like I I don't again, I I'm not in the position where I need to do that anymore and I'm sure you're not. But right. but like if you're starting, I've I've actually had brand new salespeople come to me and think that they don't need to cold call, that I should be feeding them leads or whatever. And it's like, dude, what? I've worked 16 years in this. The leads are my leads. <laughs> you get your right. own leads. Like, right. you know, and, and I remember the at. beginning being scared of the phone. Yeah. I was in, in the beginning. I was very scared, you know, because I had like my little crummy website and I had like a little contact form and people would contact you. Yeah. And then you'd play the email game, trying to schedule yeah. stuff. And I'm yeah. like, I really got to get over this fear of talking to people on the phone because I, I didn't have much confidence as a salesperson. Sure. I've never done sales before. And um, but I just got more and more comfortable on the phone, you know, did, and, and, did, you, did you educate yourself? Did you read a little bit. Books? Yeah, I you know, I had read some some business books, not a lot of stuff on on sales. I, I think I'm I'm fortunate in that I have one of those chameleon type personalities. Yeah. Um yeah. where I'm very good at at re and I'm just, you know, not to like stroke my ego or anything, but I'm a fairly likable person. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like you. I, I agree. You know, you and, are. and, and people buy from people they like. Yes. So, um, you know, so I think I have that. And I, I think people just felt comfortable with me. And obviously, you know, I did tons of sales calls where I was like, that was horrible. Oh, why did I say that? Like you learn, you make mistakes and you keep learning about, okay, that was not the right thing to say in this situation. I should, should have said that. So the more of it you do, yeah. obviously the more confident you become in, in your sales skills. Yep. Um, but that's it. I, I do remember being very, very scared of calling someone on the phone. So, so you've, you have, um, I mean, look, you, you, and when was this that you started the music business? How long ago? So the music school opened November, 2012. So what's that like? So little seven, over six seven, years, six, seven years. Yeah. Six and a half years. So, yep. um, that's pretty cool. So you, you started, I mean, that's recent really. It, it yeah, probably well, seems, I, just, seems I was like doing the whole lifetime. synopsis and I was like, wow, I was like, I've done three locations in six years. I'm like, that's pretty that's pretty impressive. That's, <laughs> like I didn't, I, it no, didn't that's dawn on me, you know, that that was the time frame that things were done in. So that's incredible, Lauren. And, and you should be proud of that. I, I think that it's, you know, there's a difference between being proud of something and being overly prideful of something, Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, and I think that it's awesome. And, and so, so you've, you just started six and six plus years ago and you you now are opening your third music school. You have other people teaching for you. Right. Also, I mean, you still teach, right? Very little. I don't I don't teach a lot. I'm more on like kind of like the big picture managing side That's of things. So I'm kind of the CEO. General. I'm I'm actually the CEO of the company. So I'm not. Yeah. I'm not making the sales calls anymore. Yeah. I'm not. You know. I'm actually not really even hiring the people anymore. I have managers who kind of help me with that at school. So a lot of the stuff I'm doing is I'm opening the new locations. Yeah. I'm doing the marketing. So I'm kind of doing the high level stuff, I love um, it. which I really enjoy, you know, yeah. and now I, I have the time to, to do the online stuff with the YouTube channel. And, you know, I wouldn't have had time to do that five years ago. That's because so I, I awesome. was very much working in the business at that point. You know, I was teaching five days a week. So, yeah. and it's a it's a tough shift to go from working in the business as a worker bee slash CEO yes. to being just a CEO. And there is a difference. 
Yes. It's hard, and I still have I still have trouble. Um, you know, I'm reading a book right now called called Clockwork, and it's um it's about that whole process of like, hey, you need to focus on what the big picture goal is for your company, and all your time needs to be spent towards reaching that goal or, or, or pushing whatever that role is. And, you know, if, if you're over here trying to make, you know, if you have people who make sales calls for you, let them make the sales calls. Like you shouldn't be getting in their way. Yeah. And, and I still have to remind myself cause I still find myself like, you know, problem pops up and I find myself wanting to jump in and fix yeah. it. And I have to sometimes stay, say like, Oh, nope, step back. Like that's their job. Let them handle it. And and it's hard. It is. I think that's hard for a lot of entrepreneurs. I've, I've, I've been there. Like, <laughs> you know, I, like the, like I said earlier about those are my leads, you know, but like, right. like I, I've, I've been there where I'm like, I'm like, you know, Hey man, I, I, I can't like, it's tough to let go con of control of certain things oh, or yeah, not absolutely. even letting go of control, but delegating and not and being hands off right like that's tough that's very right tough. yeah or you know and something else they talked about in the book and not this book i've read other books that talk yeah. about this too but empowering your employees to have the confidence to make decisions when you delegate yeah so when they come back and ask you questions don't don't answer the questions for them have them come to you with the with the solution yeah you know because that's what you're paying them to do. You're paying them to not ask you questions, but to create solutions to problems. I love that. Love that. So you're getting good at that. And I really think that the better you get at delegating and letting, letting other people, your team help you build and be a part of it and make it a, I, I, it's like, you know, our mutual friend, Grant Cardone, look at what he's accomplished. And I've watched him do this in, in just four or five short years like just yep. explode. You've seen it. I mean, we've, yeah. we've all seen it. It's been incredible. And it's because of the people that he has around him. He can't make all those calls. He can't do all that on his own. Right. 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 Absolutely. So, so, so Lauren, you are, um, again, you're the epitome of, of an entrepreneur like it, it's, it, you are like, and, and what's, what's really cool is, you know, because creatives have a tendency, and I'm one as well, of of spending a lot of time in the right brain, <laughs> like over there in the creative side. Like I just want to play music and paint pictures, and right. and but it takes that balance of being able to to navigate both sides of your brain and tie them together and use the analytical side as well. Um. And play, by the way, percussions is very, very helpful. Like I play drums as well. It's very yeah. helpful to to learn how to use both sides of your brain simultaneously because you Absolutely. have to. It's impossible to Absolutely. play drums. Whenever I see an incredibly good drum player, which there's a lot out there, I automatically know that is a very intelligent human being. Mm-hmm. Very intelligent. Yep. So, so I think we had a freeze up there for a second, but, but, so let oh, me ask you yeah. a question. I might move into, what's that? I'm going to move closer to my router. Oh, I said, I I'm going to move closer to my router. It's just the, it's just the <laughs> internet. It's the way it is. What okay. a beautiful office you have there though. Beautiful. Thank place. you. So, so, you know, the, what is it you think? Cause I know that along the way you've dealt with a lot of, of, um, you know, you said you do coaching with, with other, um, music people. Um, I don't know if they have music studios or they're just, you know, yeah, some of them have music studios. A lot of them are kind of the solopreneur. They're just getting started right. or, you know, they've been, they've been doing the solopreneur thing for a while and they want to start learning how to leverage their time, how to start hiring employees, um, so I've helped a number of people kind of at that beginner intermediate stage where like, they're like, okay, good. I kind of got something going here. And I think this also happens to entrepreneurs a lot, but they're like, I'm getting sucked back into my, my business is sucking my life away. Yeah. Yeah. And well, we all go through that because we're trying to do everything yeah. in our business. Well, that, and you know, like it'll, it'll, the business will suck your life away. I, I think too many people. I know this, as a matter of fact, because I coach business <laughs> people too. 
um, not musicians. <laughs> I'll send them to you. Um, but but I, I I coach you know business people. I I've I've coached some celebrities on how to use social media and stuff. But but the the right. you know the one thing that I see that's very very common among entrepreneurs is. I've been doing this for a year and a half nonstop and it's still not right. working. And, and, and I go back to, I wrote about this in my book. I, I have a friend whose, whose father started a company many years ago, many, 30 plus mm -hmm. years ago. And, and, and he, I mean, I've only known him since he was doing a hundred million a year. Right. So I'm like, They've <laughs> always been rich and successful, right? So, so one right. day I had my first employee my in my first office location, and I couldn't make payroll. <laughs> I, it was gone. The money wasn't coming in. I had receivables that weren't paying. I had, and I'm like, oh my god, I've been so, there, right? So I, I called my there. buddy's dad, and I said, listen, man, I don't want any money from you. I don't want to, and I had to walk out of my office outside. I'm standing way outside, way out in the parking lot because I didn't want my one employee to hear this conversation. And and I'm like, I I I um, how do you how do you make it? I I don't get it. How do you make it? I can't right. figure this out. I'm I'm struggling and I'm dying on the vine here, and I and I, I don't know what to do. How in the world did you make it? Have you always had money? He goes, he goes, no, Ken, look, there's no secret to success. Here's if, if there is one, this is it right here. You stay in the ring, you keep running, you keep fighting, you keep swinging and you don't let that tiger catch you period. Just keep going. Yep. And told me stories about not being alone. I was $400,000 in credit card debt, maxed out all my credit cards and, and couldn't make payroll. And he said, and some yeah. people left and some people stayed. The ones that stayed are now all multimillionaires. Yeah. Right. And that's just, that's the thing. It's not easy. But let me ask you this. What do you think it is that keeps people stuck? I think it's their own their own mindset of, of growth. I think you know we get to a we, we like being comfortable, and and I and I go through this too. You know, even with this third location, getting trying to get this thing open, one of my managers was like, "Why haven't you opened it already?" <laughs> and I was like, "Because he knows me. He's worked for me since the beginning of the business." He's like, <laughs> right? Why haven't you done this? And I was like, "I go. You want me to be honest with you?" I said, because I know it's going to be a lot of work. And I was like, and I don't know if I'm ready to give up my free time yet oh. to do all that work. Yep. So it was that I was comfortable with being like, hey, cool. It's Tuesday at two o'clock. I'm going to go walk on the beach. You know? <laughs> right. I, I was enjoying that. But obviously, you know, you got to jump back in the business when when it needs you. And I knew yeah. that opening a third location would require me to jump back in the business. So I think people people get comfortable with with a certain lifestyle or they get comfortable um with what they think people want them to be you know this person thinks this is successful or this person thinks that's successful so i think you got to be willing to get uncomfortable i i i 1000% agree with you i 1000% agree and and you know growth only occurs via pain most of right. the time uh, and yep. it's it's not and i'm not it doesn't have to be uh well i got in the ring with 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 mike tyson my first day of boxing lessons and he killed me and I, i'm never doing that again you know it's yep. it's a it's it's a, it, it's got to be on a gradient and you've got to see your business and your life on that gradient right it's a it's a calculated risk i mean when right. i opened my first commercial location I, I was debating between two spaces one of them was like $1400 a month it was a smaller space too it's $1400 a month and included utilities i'm like wow this is this is a deal for yeah. probably like for probably maybe like I don't know, a thousand square feet. Yeah. So then I looked at this other place that had some rooms already built out and I'm like, crap, it's $2,000 a month plus utilities. So I'm like, Ugh. and my fiance is like, you know, you're going to need the bigger space. Right. And I <laughs> yeah. was like, yeah, probably. So I 
I bit the bullet, like almost my entire, like I took a giant pay cut yeah. to go to this commercial space. And, and she, and she was right because within two years that we were going to be needing a, a bigger space than the, than the bigger space I initially got. Right. So, so it was like, yeah, I was, I was very uncomfortable making that decision, but it was a calculated risk because I knew my business. I could kind of see where the growth was going. I could yeah. tell there was a market for it. So yeah, did it hurt a little bit in the beginning? Yes. But once we got the business going, it was fine. Right. And we needed that space. We did end up using that entire space. Right. So, um, so it's it's a calculated risk, but, but you know, making yourself uncomfortable isn't a bad thing. Right, right. But but there are people out there. I mean, literally, it's the majority that are perfectly happy, and maybe not happy. They're they're comfortable being comfortable. Right. Like, right. like I got that steady paycheck. I know it's not, you know, I'm not making 500 grand a year, a million dollars a year, whatever, but I make 40 or 50, 60,000 a year. And, and Hey, you know, nobody's going without a meal around here. We're good. Right. And, 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 and again, I'm not, I'm not cutting on that in any way. I can't relate to that personally. I can't. I cannot relate. Like, I think that it's, and you say calculated risk, right? You you say that, but what if nobody shows up and takes lessons from you? You're done. All your right. calculations in the world are over, right? Right. So yeah. it, it, it's, it's, a, it's more of a, hey, I'm jumping out of this airplane and I'm just going to believe that somewhere along the way down, I'm going to find a parachute and be able to latch onto it and, and not die. I mean, that's yeah. kind of the way it is. I mean, pro projections are great until the projection's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and, and it happens in business. I mean, yeah. last year was a perfect example. Like usually like January is like a slam dunk for us. And, and last year, like we have like nobody, Nobody signed up in January. We're like, what the hell happened? Like, right. what? <laughs> right. Right. What's wrong here? You know? So, you know, you can project and you can understand your market and your business, but sometimes those project, that's why they're projections, not fact. Yep. You're right. So You're right. things can go wrong. I mean, I had a, I had a car crash through my building after I opened it. Oh. I, that wasn't in my projections. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, two years after we opened, almost literally two years after we opened the music school, that location, uh, a car crashed through the front of the building and wiped the business out overnight. We, we the building got condemned; we couldn't use it anymore. So that oh was not in the. Oh my God! Obviously, I didn't write in my projections. Okay, car crash. <laughs> that wasn't in the business plan. That, that wasn't in the business plan. <laughs> so. Yeah, oh there's my. things in business oh my that you like talk about calculated risk. I wow. mean, we could have gone out of business over that. Fortunately, we didn't because of the person I am. But, you know, we persisted and we opened it. We opened up a new location, but it was just like that wasn't in the projection. Wow. No. Oh, that was nowhere in the budget. No, no. Wow. So so stuff happens in business. It does, man, it you know? does. And, and, and in life, right? And, and, and people don't, I think that, that, you know, again, people get stuck. Like they, they go, well, I try, I tried that once. Like I, I'm, you know, I'm in a couple of different network marketing companies that I absolutely love. And, and, and I, I believe in network marketing. I think it's a great thing for, especially for people that have always gone, you know, I, I might, I, I, I don't know if I, if it's for me being an entrepreneur. Well, the level, the barrier to entry is like 500 bucks at the most, really. And most of these are, you know, some of them are like 50 bucks, but, but like, it's a way for you to, to, to get in and get around a lot of great people that have a lot of high energy and can help. Right. Right. But, but, right. you know, I, I've owned a business my entire adult life in one form or another. And, and so I love being an entrepreneur and I think that it's something everybody should do. I, I really, I do. I just think everybody should at least give it a go once. I mean, you only live once that I'm aware of. <laughs> so like, you know, give it everything you have. So, so if, if someone, and I ask this question of every single guest I have on the show mm -hmm. 
And, 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 you know, I want to ask this question so I don't forget. Um, if somebody called you and they said, Lauren, I, I saw you on Ken Wall's show and, and, um, I, 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 listen, I'm, I'm in a bad way. Um, my, my car got repoed two weeks ago. The electric's being shut off tomorrow. Um, I can't, like, I'm having a tough time feeding my kids and I don't know, you know, what, what to do. I, I'm, everything I keep trying is just not working and I'm, I, I'm frustrated and I don't know what to do. What's the first thing that you're going to say to them? Because you and I know that it starts right here, starts in your mind with your mindset. But what's the, th what are you going to say to that person to help them get over that hump? So some people might not agree with my, my answer, but this is the entrepreneur. Right. Uh, you, I, literally, I would, I would tell them to go out and it, it, just start begging people for money. Well, I mean that if, if you have no skills, if you have nothing, yeah, you can at least go out and get money. Yes, does that do people in this society think less of people who do that? But if if that is your only option, I think that's the difference between entrepreneurs and the common person. Is our pride doesn't get in the way. We're willing to do anything to survive. Um, so if if someone were in that situation that they were that low, be like, don't feel like begging is out of the. It's not of the equation. <laughs> I, I because do it's not, not disagree with you. I do because not disagree. It's not. But obviously, you know, at some point they need to get beyond that stage. But right. in the beginning, when you're in a situation like that, it, it's survival mode. You gotta do what you gotta do to survive. Yes. Amen. I so I, I agree. And I'm not saying I, I'm not I'm in no way advocating begging as a career path. But, but <laughs> I mean, I, I used to busk in, in the subways. I used to get my guitar, bring it down, open up my case and people would throw dollar bills in my case. Wow. That's and I awesome. wasn't, you know, yeah, you know, I was, I proud. I mean, I was doing, I, I had a skill, I had music, I used it, but I, I mean, essentially it's kind of a form of begging well, <laughs> when, I, you, I, when yeah. you think about yeah. it. <laughs> Yeah, but it's I like, mean, oh, I've you got know. my case open, and if this person likes what I'm doing, they might throw a dollar in, or or or, or 25 cents if they had a quarter in their pocket or something. Right. You know, right. Bank right. hates me. I'd show up with all these like Sacagawea dollar coins that nobody wants. Well, you know, I think that you know Gary V talks about it, and and you know he talks about you know if if like look if you were in a position that was that bad. Those headphones you have on, that chair you're sitting on, that that beautiful blue vase behind you, like sell it. Yep. Buy it. You can buy it. You can replace it later. You can go back. You can always rebuild, but sell something. You've got to sell something. The, your yep. basement is filled with stuff that it's it's in the basement for a reason. Like yeah. you don't use it. Sell it. Like yep. that 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 it, it's it's a Again, and I love that about you. You have now. You watched. I did a a free webinar teaching how to SEO YouTube videos. Yeah. Yep. And and you got on there, and and I had a couple of people actually reach out and hire me to do it for them because they just didn't want to do it. I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll do it for you. Um, but. You know, you watched it, and I think you watched it many times the, to to learn what I was teaching. Oh and, yeah, and and because you communicated with me, and you were like, "Dude, like this stuff has like changed my YouTube existence." And I'm like, "Really?" Right. I was blown away by it. But like, yeah. that's what I mean is you didn't just sit back and go, "Oh yeah, well there's a there's a guy doing a free webinar that you know blah blah." You took it in and you took massive action massive right and you created right. some incredible stuff because of that so it's just like your business right once you get over the hump of well i'm pretty comfortable and 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 you know and into the mode of this this studio this new new place is getting open now like you'll take massive freaking action that's what we do right right, right? exactly yeah that's it and so, if it takes, you know, a 24-hour day to do that, it takes a 24-hour day to do that. And you'll it. do it. That's it. You do it. 
You just do it. So what what advice do you have for the struggling and or the new entrepreneur that is is struggling? What what's the one last piece of advice you would give them that would would, you know, change the trajectory of their their chosen career path? Yeah, so I think if it's someone who's just getting started or or even someone that's that's struggling, I I think an important thing in the beginning is to write down kind of like the focus points to focus on. Because I think in the beginning, there's so many things like, you know, all these things and you've probably read a million books and there's like 500 points you got to hit to get your business successful. I think you need to focus on the one thing that you're really good at or that your business is really good at and focus on that and make that the center point because that's where success starts doesn't start by doing all these specialized marketing things and all this and that it really starts with that that fundamental process that makes your business tick love it i love yeah. it how can everybody follow you yeah so you can follow me i mean i'm on instagram it's it's the lauren bateman on youtube you can look up just type lauren bateman into youtube you'll find me <laughs> but i have a bunch of guitar videos uh, my website is lauren bateman Dot com. So I have a bunch of uh, tutorials and stuff on the website. So feel free, reach out, message me. Um, you know, if, if you send me a personal message, I do try to respond to everything that I can within the most timely matter. But yeah, those are the, the easiest options online. That is awesome. And I know that you, you know, if I wanted, I wanted lessons from you, I'm sure you would work out something. Oh, absolutely. For, for me. And, and, and just like anybody, because you're just that's just who you are. You're a great person. And and I, I love your energy. I love what you're doing. I love what you've accomplished in such a short period of time. It's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. It's amazing. Congratulations on all your success. Lauren, thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're busy. Um, Absolutely. Thank you for taking the time. Hopefully this time next year, maybe we can have you come back on and talk about your six locations. Perfect. <laughs> right? <laughs> Exponential growth, right? Love it. I love it. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on, taking the time. I appreciate you. Is there anything else you'd like to share with everyone? Just, you know, the persistence that you talked about earlier, you know, if you're going to do this entrepreneurial thing, you have to be willing to fail thousands of times and keep pushing forward. There's going to be days where you wake up where you say, I'm going to quit, but you just got to push through the day. And I promise you things get better if you just don't give up. I love it. You're right. You're right. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time to be on. Awesome, Ken. Thanks for having me. All right. Don't hang up. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Thank you so much to everybody who shared this out and who has watched this and the replay viewers. You all rock as well. So thank you, guys. Appreciate all of you. Have a great day and Happy New Year.